0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week of Women to Watch. My name is Susan Rocco, and we are here in the studio today with two lovely ladies who happen to be good friends of mine. Um, We're here every week uh, at Women to Watch on 1180 WFYL. If you're listening and you would like to get in touch to uh, come in and tell us what your business is doing, I would love to hear from you. So please feel free to give me a call at 215 313 Five five six one, or shoot me an email to srocco233 at gmail. Today we're going to have a really good show. I have two uh, wonderful women in the studio with me today who are a, a very good team and work very hard uh, in the world of social media and public relations and marketing. So please welcome Dawn Warden Reader and Kimberly Ettinger, who are executive partners with the Warden Ettinger Group. Welcome to the studio, ladies. Thanks Hello. for having us. You're welcome. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about your backgrounds, each one of you, and and Dawn, I'll start with you. Um, I understand that you grew up in Westchester, New York, and I wonder if you can talk a little bit about your younger years and, and what it was like growing up there.
1: Well, that's an interesting question because actually I moved about nine times when I was a kid and lived partially in California and also lived in Pennsylvania and lived in Westchester, and I ended up in Westchester during high school and stayed there. I had about four consecutive years of school in one place which was pretty cool um, and life there was very normal. I um, I was very interested in writing. I was not your supergirl athlete um, and part of that was because I had an older brother who my dad was very bonded with over sports and I was in the poetry club and the journalism club and Really very interested in writing and worked for a small local newspaper during my senior year and kind of just, um, you know, I basically was very curious about the world. And I think that that's something that I have always brought with me, which related to where I ended up, although I did not go to an official communications college despite having been accepted to one Um, but I actually went to school later on in a very small town in Columbus well outside of Columbus Denison University which was completely not communications oriented but I liked being there and being in uh, the same place for another four years so I moved a lot I had divorced parents I had extended family but otherwise, I was just your average teenager checking things out.
0: Yeah. So you really that lo- the love of language and writing and words you had as a young girl, you always had that then.
1: I did. I was, um, if you can picture me, about to be fifty years old, and back then I was in my room listening to James Taylor and Neil Young and me Nicolette too. Larson <laughs> and uh, pretty much everybody else, and writing poetry and. You know remember the day John Lennon was murdered and writing in my journal and yeah I was just very um, I wasn't introverted by any means I had lots of friends and really enjoyed being out with people but I was always writing something
0: yeah that's interesting because often we talk about the paths that women take and whether their interests and the things that they're doing today is something that they've always had you know integrated in them um, it, did your mom work outside of the
1: house Yes. My parents were divorced very young, so my mom basically did what she needed to do to get by, and she actually waitressed a lot, worked in catering, and of course she'll strangle me for telling this story, but I know it has been in one of the movies, one of the um, movies with Brad Pitt and George Clooney Um, about the casino heist, and you have the girls, the women in there, wearing the Caesars Palace uniforms with the head in the cone. And my mom did that. (laughs) But she did that because she was trying to have money for us and herself. And so she definitely had a very interesting path. She did not do a high-end career, although she's now working in that type of business, which is amazing that she's still doing that. Um, but yeah, I didn't, um, my dad always wanted me to be a lawyer. My sister ended up doing that and making him happy <laughs> just <laughs> He recently, got one lawyer. He got one yeah, lawyer. Good. <laughs> she graduated top of her class. And, um, like I said, I actually chose not to go to Emerson College and I don't really know why other than, um, I actually really wanted to be rooted in a place where I was going to be with the same people for a while and I wanted a small community, not transient, and I find it interesting that despite having made that choice, I actually still ended up on the same career path, and perhaps opportunities would have opened up to me on a far different level had I gone to Emerson, but somehow I managed to continue on the path of communications despite making a choice that didn't really lead me there at the moment.
0: Right. (coughs) Excuse me. You know, when I was reading your bio and your profile, there... There's so many things that you've done. You, I, I love that on your profile you list um, literally all the different jobs that you've had because that kind of tells the story of, of you and your background and, and how it's led you to owning this business today. Um, I'm wondering a couple of things. What was your very first job right out of Denison?
1: Well, right out of Denison, I came to Philadelphia, actually. I had spent my junior year in Philadelphia. My dad nixed my plans to go to the Sorbonne for the year in Paris, though my younger siblings got to go and do that. Um, These darn dads. I know. He wanted me to be something, so he found this great internship program through um, my college programs office and uh, basically set me up for an internship in Philadelphia which is how I ended up here because I fell in love with the city immediately. I lived by the art museum and for that semester I actually worked for a really good crew at KYW and I graduated college thinking I'm gonna come back I've got this awesome resume reel I am rocking it and I'm gonna get a job at KYW or another local station well that was probably the peak of when everybody was applying for those jobs so that didn't happen however I ended up with a very um Crazy and just awful. Um, the job was fine, but we wrote the worst cable commercials you can imagine for <laughs> one of the, but it was for one of Jerry Lenfest's first ventures, Cable Adnet. And I met really wonderful people who are still um, in my life right oh, now. I bet.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Um, now, you, you're you married and you have five children. That's a big deal, I think, um, in light of all of the different uh, things that you're um, responsible for on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, it wouldn't be right of me not to ask how you manage that, um, you know, five children owning a business in public relations, which just takes you um, all over and constantly being in touch with clients. So what is your... Do you have... Um, Or maybe you don't. Maybe you're just handling things as they come to you every day. But if not, do you have something that helps you manage it and keep you kind of balanced?
1: Well, I think the fact that I didn't take this on until my kids were older, I am very fortunate that I was able to stay at home with my kids for a very long time. And that was really what I wanted. I was not somebody, despite having the ability, um, who came out of college and said, you know, I want to have this awesome career. I, for whatever reasons that I am sure are grounded in my childhood and what happened to me as a kid, really wanted my own family. That was something that was probably the highest of priorities for me knowing that later I would have the opportunity to go back to work. So um, I just decided one day that I wanted to start writing and I pitched a few magazines and that got me on the track for Mainline Today magazine and then um, through that I actually met Kim and she was pitching me stories and then I got to another period of time where I was in transition and here I had these kids and they were kind of getting a little bit older and it was just time for me to think about like what's gonna happen next and since I have a terrible terrible fear of being an empty nester I wanted to make sure that I had a safety net for myself and create an environment that I could be excited and happy and not Missing my kids too much, um, which is what I did with the business, and it isn't easy. And there's definitely times where I've said, "I can't believe, as the mother of five, I took on a job where I am dealing with like nine other people's <laughs> issues." Stop! <laughs> right, right. Every day, like, what right. what kind of plan was that? But um, <laughs> I'm lucky that I have a lot of energy, and I am pretty good at multitasking. I would be fooling everybody if I even tried to say that i do it all really well and really gracefully and don't miss a beat and that's just simply not true and i think you just have to be forgiving of yourself and just try to keep doing things better the next time but i love people um i I love talking about cool things and and basically pr was just a natural fit for somebody who really likes to share and turn people on to things that I think are pretty neat. So it was more of a natural fit than not.
0: Yeah. And, you know, um, we're going to take a break in a few minutes. But real quickly, you mentioned Kim, Kim Ettinger, who's sitting to your left, and she is your partner. And I wonder if you could just tell briefly how you two did meet.
1: Uh, well, actually, we have a great story. Um, it's probably even more exciting than my husband's and my story. Um, I say that kiddingly because he always says we have a boring story, which I disagree <laughs> with. Um, <laughs> or <how> that she's <laughs> your other partner in exactly. life. Exactly. Right? Right. But so Kim um, Kim and I met at an event that she invited me to. And the tie in there was that it was for a place that's not there anymore. But um, is it Dulcie? Dolce. Dolce. See, I always say Dolce, and I was changing it up today. Anyway, the the person that she was ultimately representing, the business owner, happens to be somebody that my dad grew up with and was best friends with. So that right there was the tie-in. And then as we got to talking, turned out she had been to Barcelona the same year as my sister because she's exactly my sister's years, um, same age. And um, we just kind of got to know each other, and she was in... I guess another year later maybe it was that she was in transition and I was in transition and we were both on Facebook and ultimately she approached me one day and said, hey, I got an idea. What do you want to do? And she was really good about like, let's meet, let's do this. I I got a name. She really was quite good at sneering me Um, onto this path and it was just the right time you know right place at the right time and just the right person because we really did have these just natural common threads that we didn't have to try for
0: yeah you know what so often that's how things happen they were literally fate meant to be and you know the fact that that who she was working for was a friend of your father's um i think is probably the reason you two you know ever met at all um kim when we, we're going to take a short break and when we come back we're going to find out all about kim Mettinger and her growing up years in the philadelphia area we'll be right back
2: from willow grove to westchester Pottstown to philadelphia it's news talk 1180 w f y l
0: is your online store cluttering your house and garage with your product Does it require you to spend all your free time shipping packages, leaving you no time to work with new customers or develop new marketing initiatives? Now is the time to free up your space and time and let ABC Fulfillment provide you with cost-effective warehousing, order processing, and shipping for your products. Our 20,000 square foot warehouse is conveniently located in Ambler, PA. ABC Fulfillment is a 100% woman-owned and operated business, and has helped many small and mid-sized businesses solve their warehousing and order processing problems. We pride ourselves on our attention to detail as well as our excellent customer service. When you call us, you will always speak with someone who can help you solve your problem and not be asked to leave a message. Our personal touch and expertise separates us from the rest. Last year we shipped over 150,000 packages for our customers including order processing and shipping for the Jill Steals and Deals segment of the Today Show, saving our customers both time and money. If you would like to spend more time finding new products to sell, reaching new customers, and marketing your products, now is the time to call ABC Fulfillment. Please call 215-628-3154 and ask for Eileen or Lisa to help you get started.
2: At Bluebell Physical Therapy, our goal is to get you back in the game, back to work, and back to your normal way of life. Our highly respected team provides preventative and rehabilitation services from everyday physical and occupational therapy to post-operative rehab of your knees, shoulders, or spine. Bluebell Physical Therapy focuses on achieving each patient's maximum level of recovery. Bluebell Physical Therapy, the treatment you need the therapist you trust.
0: Want your home to look great for company from out of town? Moving to a new place? Or just want the satisfaction of a clean, healthy home? Whatever your reason, everybody needs to clean. So why not choose the line of cleaning tools that makes your task easier? Quickie is your one-stop cleaning solution with everything you need to get the job done right. Whether you're cleaning one room or the whole house, Quickie has the right tool for you. It doesn't matter if you prefer a more traditional mop and bucket, or if you'd like to save time with a new Quickie spray mop. Quickie has everything you need to get the job done. Founded in Philadelphia 60 years ago, Quickie's commitment to quality and value have helped it grow into the number one cleaning tool company in America. It's Quickie and it's clean. Look for Quickie products at Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, ShopRite, And other fine retailers near you.
2: News Talk 1180 WFYL, streaming live at 1180 WFYL.com.
0: Hey, everybody. We're back in the studio today with the Warden Ettinger Group, and I have the executive partners Dawn Warden Reader and Kimberly Ettinger. And uh, the first part of the program, we got to learn a little bit about Dawn and her background, and now we're going to take a little bit of time and hear from Kimberly. Um, Kimberly grew up in uh, Marion Park. I'm not exactly sure where that is, but she'll let us know. And um she's she's the youngin' in the studio, so um I'm, we're gonna hear from her and, and what her growing up years were like um
3: and tell us about that. Um yes, Laura Marion is where I grew up. I grew up uh beginning in Bella Kinwood and that's um where I went to elementary school and middle school, just a short walk away with the kids in the neighborhood. Um, And then my parents moved to Marion, and I went to Lower Marion High School. Um, Growing up was pretty normal. I did play a lot of sports, unlike my partner here, and my brother did not. So my dad was always very happy when I was focusing on, you know, the Penn State football games with him or going to the park and getting cheesesteaks and having a little catch before dinner, Um, I definitely played a lot of sports in high school, lacrosse and soccer mainly, did some travel soccer in there. Um, I would think that I would say growing up, the main thing that kind of I did that was not uh, what everyone else of my peers was doing at the time was definitely traveling a lot with my family um, to places near, to places far. Um, and even though my mom liked to tell me every day how unworldly I was, I think that in the end things worked out okay. I definitely, um, have seen a lot of different things and I started seeing different cultures and was exposed to a lot of very interesting things throughout my younger life. So that was definitely when I look back something that I really, um, remember as being a special part of growing up. And what took you to all
0: of these places? Was it a work-related uh, work-related trips or just something that your family liked
3: to do? No, my parents um, have always liked to travel a lot. Um, so, you know, we would go to places like Mexico, but we would also go to Europe as a family on tours. We weren't just going to beaches and kind of camping out. We were actually um definitely taking in society and going on different side trips and learning a lot about, you know, what was going on in different places. And I think a lot of my friends growing up would always, you know, get a puppy or they would get, like, really cool those – those cars that you could drive around the I forget what they're called um, but they would get really cool toys and things like that and my brother and I were kind of like yeah we don't really have good stuff to play with at our house but we go on a lot of great vacations so that's kind <laughs> you of you always have to have something to one up your friends right <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I just really had nothing too great around the house laying around so
0: <laughs> um, okay so tell me what made you decide to go to the U- University of Wisconsin
3: um, I went to the University of Wisconsin. Actually, funny story. I had a hand-me-down pair of Sophie shorts in my uh, in my drawer growing up, and they were bedazzled with rhinestones, and they had a really cool W on them. So that was always something in the back of my mind that I thought was funny. But I never really even thought about going to Wisconsin um, until it was time to look at colleges, and I knew, you know, with my sports background, I wanted to go to a school that had, you know, not only stellar academics but a cool um, vibe going with. Big Ten sports. And my dad um, was very affiliated with Penn State at the time. He still is. My parents both went there. But, you know, wanting to kind of branch out and do my own thing, I said, Dad, you know, as much as you want me to, I'm not going to Penn State. But I still secretly liked the whole idea of Penn State. So I looked for a school like Penn State that was somewhere different.
0: And were you playing sports while you were there?
3: Um, I did a little bit of, you know stuff with clubs but I never was on you know the Wisconsin lacrosse women's team or anything like that.
0: And you did major in communications? Yes I did. Is is that a field that you always felt you wanted to be in or is it something that um, you know something you decided upon when you got there?
3: Um, Well if you say always there was the time when I wanted to be the pediatrician like everyone else there was the time that I wanted to um, be a vet which is really odd cuz I've never owned a pet in my life. Um, <laughs> so where, <laughs> do you, where for did my that hermit come crab from? <laughs> I really actually don't know. I think it was, you know, the jealousy of all my other friends that had pets, so I was like if my parents are never going to buy me a pet, I'll just work with them. But I think at the end of the day I always um, well I didn't know it would be PR. I just always really like Communicating with people. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely always a skill. My dad, too, wanted me to be a lawyer. And like Don, my brother became the lawyer. So that got settled there. But, you know, definitely being able to have a way with words to express what I'm thinking. That's why he thought I would be, you know, I was always very good at arguing. I usually won. So that's why he thought it, I would be a good lawyer. But I think definitely I spent a lot of time writing. I did a lot of creative writing and just, you know, being able to talk to people is something that has always felt like a natural skill for me right so you spent a couple years uh, with the neff group neff associates yes
0: okay tell me tell me what that was like that was was that your first job out of college
3: um i i had an internship at a law firm where i worked in the marketing department that was pretty short-lived um because again law is not really my thing (laughs) it doesn't get me ticking um and then i started with an internship at Nef associates um i was originally doing a lot of stuff with ad work creating copy for ads and radio spots um and then once people started to see I could write I became the person who you know I turned into a PR intern and then I got a job and then I was kind of doing all different things between doing the ads and the and the PR stuff too um And also helping out the new business and basically you know when you're in an agency type situation like that you're putting on a lot of hats every day so I also started being the person who was interviewing interns and just a lot of things all at once Um, but the main focus for most of my time there was PR and I somehow became known as well not somehow because my my interests lie in food I love all things food so um, we had a bunch of restaurant clients at the firm and you know, those clients typically ended up being my clients because I could really connect with them because of my background in food from waitressing and just the general interest, and then um, the relationships that I developed with the with the culinary media.
0: Now, you know, you and Don have a lot of similarities um, as you're speaking, and I know that food, an interest in the culinary, you know, arts and everything, is something that you both um, have a strong interest in. Um, is the um the enchilada tell me the name of the um,
3: subdivision of your company. So the subdivision, our culinary division is called the whole Enchilada PR, right? Um, and interesting factoid. Um, the t w e, the whole Enchilada is when Don mentioned earlier that, I contacted her, and I said that we already had our business name. We were both not married at the time, so T-W-E, I was, my last name used to be Jenkin, but I knew it would be changing to Ettinger, so we knew somewhere down the line there was the potential that the whole enchilada could be the Warden Ettinger, because I knew, I was engaged. Okay,
0: and, and you were uh, certain that it was going <laughs> to
3: Well, take place we were just like, continued. oh, we, you know, yeah, that's that's <laughs> kind of dangerous move there, but...
0: So, you are married, and yes. um unlike don, you you don't have any children yet, and you, yet. I, I think you married two years ago just no, about two years ago. yeah, and living in the city. Mm-hmm. so that's a whole different world down there. It's kind of exciting and and I know that you live on the river. What's some of the things you enjoy about living in Philadelphia?
3: Um, I definitely like that I'm able to walk around everywhere while I grew up in the suburbs and we drove everywhere. I did have a stint of time where I lived in Barcelona, like Don also mentioned before. So I got very used to the lifestyle of being able to walk everywhere or take public transportation. Um, a lot of the places that I went there are still the same places I go now, focused on food. So my husband and I love to go to the Reading Terminal almost weekly, Um walk around the Italian market, sit on the river. The other night we cooked dinner and just sat on the river and, and ate our food, and it was just a couple steps away. So I like the freedom of being able to have everything so close and, and all different things from the museums and the the different paths that you can take a run and, you know, the different places that you can shop So, you know, I
0: I love our city and it's so it's so manageable. You know, it really is. It has so many diverse neighborhoods and areas and it's just so easily accessible. I think Um, whether you live in in the city or outside of the city. Definitely. Uh, Do you do any fishing in the city? I read a little tidbit about
3: (laughs) you that you like fishing. I do like fishing. I have gone fishing on the grass right by my building. I do not advise eating anything I never anything that comes out of that river yeah there's definitely a lot of people that set up shop and fish for the day I think it's more of an entertainment thing because the things coming out of there are very questionable um sometimes not fish at all sometimes not fish (laughs) Um, okay, You know what? I thought um,
0: we'd take a, another few minutes before uh, one more break and and talk about how you two came together and formed the business. Um, a lot about this show is is really kind of giving some um, advice and, and inspiration to women that are listening that perhaps some have an idea of their own to start a business. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it takes courage, I think, to do that, to have the belief in yourself that you can... Um, start a business and and gather clients and and actually start making some income yeah Um, what were some of the the very first steps that the two of you took together and you Dawn, feel free to jump in Um, when you decided to form the warden Nettinger group what are the very first things you do are you contacting um, somebody accountants or attorneys or did you literally just kind of jump in on your own and and start to create the brand
3: I think definitely the first thing is drumming up that confidence to know that it's okay to take a chance and I think it's definitely pretty situational if you're in a situation where you don't necessarily think that you have so much to lose but you have a lot to gain by taking a chance. I think that's definitely an opportunity that's always worth seizing. Um, and as for us together, I think that you know the nature of PR is all about communication. I think that basically we just jumped in not even thinking too much about what would happen just knowing that we were both pretty good at what we were doing and and just starting to talk to people and getting the name out there into the public and networking and you know speaking with the various people that we've naturally formed relationships over the years that could even be old clients that said hey where are you going you know where what's happening now so i think that we kind of didn't necessarily think too too much about the logistics and the you know, the startup cost, because we didn't have very much startup. I know that's a hindrance for a lot of people who want to start a new business, but we kind of were just so excited that we felt that we had the tools within ourselves to take that chance.
1: Did you want to add something, Dawn? I do. I just, um, I think that I have seen this um, over the years in different experiences where people are waiting for the right time for something to happen and whether it's deciding to be a mother or starting to, or to start your own business and I think as much as I would love to say that Kim and I had all these strategic sessions and really thought things through um, we did do we did get all the legalities in place and conveniently Kim's dad is a lawyer so we were able to set up our business the way that it should be and have an understanding between us and we kind of just had that there but other than jumping in we didn't agonize too much about it and I think that that is something that there's there's a happy medium between planning things out and waiting for the right time and then letting something pass you by and I think what we decided to do was let's see where it goes let's see what happens with it and like she mentioned you know we really didn't have anything to lose and I think you have to have that sense in you that you're willing to try and it's funny because one of my girlfriends said to me, I don't know if it was a year or two ago, but it was, a, it was an interesting thing for a girlfriend to say to you who also just turned 50. So we're sort of that had the same experiences. And she actually did get accepted to Emerson and did go. Um, uh, <laughs> but she said about me personally that I was the type of person that was not afraid to get up and swing at the bat and miss And get up and do it again and do it in front of a lot of people and I never really looked at myself that way but when you you step back and you think you know what I I am that person and not to put the focus on me and take it off of both Kim and I because this is something we've done together but I think just that mindset to just not be afraid to try something is a message that I would love to send out to anybody of any age because really you can scare yourself out of opportunities very easily because you're always looking for the perfect, perfect scenario. And I think in my aging uh, time span here on earth, I have definitely learned that perfect is a word that keeps changing its meaning. And I think that that would be a good thing for everyone else to keep in mind.
0: Yeah, I really agree with that um, wholeheartedly. Uh, I I, I wish the word perfect didn't exist, frankly, because um, I think it puts pressure on... On people, And, you know, when we hear that word, we're, we're constantly striving for something that really doesn't exist. And I think you're so right about the fact that sometimes people spend a lot of time analyzing and researching and seeing what everyone else is doing when they should be just kind of jumping in and, and, and making a go of it. Because what's the worst that can happen? You know, if it doesn't work out, you can do something else. I think a lot of that confidence comes in time. Um, and I would imagine the two of you, what a great partnership you have with Kim being in her 20s and, you know, contributing things that maybe are, are new and modern and um, you in your 40s, if I can say that, 20s and 40s, you know, just really having more of that, um, been there, done that, and, and let's, let's try something and not be afraid. Um, I would imagine that makes the two of you be a very good team.
1: That's why we were the whole enchilada. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay, we're going to take a one more quick break. And when we come back, I want to hear all about the Ward Nettinger Ettinger Group and the different services that you provide and what sets you apart from the other firms that are out there. We'll be right back.
2: From Willow Grove to Westchester, Pottstown to Philadelphia, it's News Talk 1180 WFYL.
0: If you have separation or divorce in your current situation or future plans, you will not be alone in this journey when you hire divorce coach Sheila Brennan. She will guide you and provide important information about the process as well as personal support. With Sheila's help, you learn the skills and strategies to effectively manage your divorce. As your divorce coach, Sheila answers your questions, provides priceless advice, and offers the assistance you'll need in this uncertain and emotional time in your life. For a complimentary discovery session with Sheila, call 610-687-1414. That's 610-687-1414. Or find Sheila at BrennanDivorceCoach.com. What woman out there is not tired of the department store shopping experience? Unkept dressing rooms, no customer service, and never being able to find the right size? This is your answer. Come shop with us. We are best dressed and we are the most exciting new way to shop the beautiful private label of W by Worth. If you're tired of wearing only 20% of your clothing 80% of the time, wardrobe building is a must. And we can show you how to do that and save money. Best Dressed is a business that offers a luxury brand of clothing that will forever be in your closet and always your favorite thing to wear. For the absolute best customer service, easy purchasing and returns, personal custom fitting, and shopping when it's most convenient for you, please contact Best Dressed at 215 266 5680 and be sure to view the spring collection at wbyworth.com.
2: News Talk 1180 WFYL, streaming live at 1180wfyL.com.
3: Hey
0: everybody, we're back in the studio with Dawn Warden Reader and Kimberly Ettinger from the Warden Ettinger Group. And um, I just thought we'd take a little time um, with the end of the program and, and hear about the exact services and, and things that Dawn and Kim offer and what makes them different from the other firms that are out there. There's a, there's a lot of marketing and PR firms, um, especially, you know, uh, within the city of Philadelphia. So I want to give you an opportunity to talk about how you are different. Um, Kim, maybe you can start with, let's talk a little bit about social media, which is huge right now um, with any business. You really have to have a presence on the web, um, whether it's Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, We talk a lot about that. So what are your thoughts as far as use of social media and maybe just some tips for people that are starting out, what they should focus
3: on and how they should focus their time? Um, Social media is definitely very important, and it's a component of marketing that we often help our clients out with. A lot of times we suggest that, you know, while we can take the whole motherlode sort of of social media on for our clients and, you know, write messaging on their behalf, we definitely suggest um, sort of a partnership on social media related things because of the transparent nature of social media. Sometimes it's better to have someone, you know, that's there, every day at the business, that's able to contribute to the messaging that's being put out there. A lot of it is very timely information, so it, ha- it helps to have someone on, on the ground at the business contributing to the messaging that we're putting out there. Um, there are definitely a lot of different social media platforms. Um, hundreds, ones that we know about, ones that were just created yesterday. Um, and I think one of the most important things is definitely delving into what your business is, who your target audience is, and then analyzing that to know which platforms are going to be um, the most beneficial for your specific company. While there's a lot of different ones out there, you know, it's better to pick the three that are going to be the most um, beneficial for your business specifically and really you know, zero in and handle those platforms the correct way. And that means putting out the right kind of messaging, um, definitely knowing when to use pictures versus text, knowing how much text to put out there, and really just create content that, you know, is going to be appealing to your audience that you're trying to reach.
0: I really like that. I think it's important because it, it can be extremely overwhelming, um, even for large corporations, I think, when they are, they sit down and they, they have to be focused on how they're going to get their the, the brand out and, and the word out. And if you say that take three areas and do it well, I think that's really key. Um, I know that writing is a, is a big part of what um, you guys do. And Dawn, maybe you can speak to that, um, how you help your clients, small to mid-sized businesses, with their writing.
1: Well, the writing really starts with the social media messaging, because that's where most people are right now, and not everyone is at the level where they're putting out collateral consistently, meaning white papers or um, you know, Q&As, other types of uh, branded content, if you will. And so I think It's really being able to help each brand and client that we work with hone in on the types of messages that they want to convey to their audiences. So, of course, as Kim mentioned, that means knowing who your audiences are and then knowing where they are. But then you also need to know who you are. So that would be one of the first things that I try to develop is a voice and Um, You know, in traditional writing, you don't always get away with kind of having a personality on paper. And that is one of the nice things about social media and about the different social media platforms is that you can have a different voice for each. And then you also can have your brand's voice, which is best reflected right on your website. So I would say the most consistent work that we do in terms of writing is work that has to do with um your website and that's actually an area of our business that we are trying to grow we launched um it's sort of a underlying division that we have um sort of our unofficial copywriting division which we had fun naming the word exchange and the idea behind that was to take The words that you have been using that might be ineffective or not accurate in reflecting who your brand is and what you're trying to put out there into the world and swap them out for new ones that will do the job better. So um, we've done some web copywriting for people. We do Q&As. I love Q&As for businesses because you can pop them up on SlideShare, which is Um, a content sharing site that allows you to take the content and put it into a small link. And then you can use that anywhere on social media. And it's very easy to just give people an insight into who you are, who your company is, um, what your nonprofit cause is, whatever it is that you're trying to, it works for events, it works for everything. Um, But mostly it's just also just writing well. And I think that that is a hot topic right now is how this social media writing and texting and all these sort of short firm short form writing moments are taking away from actual skill and so the other message that I would have for people and one of the things I try to work on them with is to not just put out content because obviously this is the age of content and everyone's trying to just pump things out relentlessly but it's really putting out good content you still need to have well-written sentences you need to watch your spelling you need to have your punctuation and you need to have a consistent thought from your first sentence down to the last sentence and you need to know where to put the right messages so that they have the most impact so that's kind of the boring technical stuff of what we do with writing but it it really is ultimately about helping those who are putting out content put out the best possible content out there. And I am notorious in my own writing for obsessing over tweets and edits and, you know, misspellings and everything. And, of course, you can never not make a mistake. That's just not going to happen. But uh, everybody should, even in their smallest tweet that they're putting out there, you need to check your spelling and really try to um, put out the best image of your skill set that you can and your writing skills. Right.
0: Um, Just to add to that, Dawn, um, talking about the writing, I I want to give a a nice plug for the two of you because we've done some work together, the three of us, and um, you both have been extremely generous in helping me with my show. Um, And very often, I I was struggling with, you know, uh, just a sentence or two here and there when I was designing my website. And um, I find Just changing a sentence or a couple of words can be extremely effective and you do that very, very well. Um, I would put some copy and shoot it over to you in an email and just by tweaking it um, ever so slightly, it became perfect. I think that's a, a really important skill and I think a lot of people can use that service.
1: That's very nice of you to say. Thank you. Because we definitely try to be detailed oriented. Sometimes um, we drive people, particularly me, drives people a little bit crazy with it. But there is a difference between the words that people use. And I am very addicted to all of the online resources um, and of course the iPhone resources for finding better words making sure the spelling's correct a lot of people use words that are jargon which I am not a fan of and a lot of people also don't always truly know the difference in meaning between words so they'll use them but it's not really accurately fitting what it is that they would like to say so I encourage um, everyone to really read what they're writing over and over again, and do exactly what you did, which is to just pass it along to somebody else to give it a read, because if anyone on the receiving end has a question um, about what you have written, then that means that there is a question and you need to answer it, so uh, hopefully people will learn from that and also it's just nice that you saw the benefit of that.
0: Yeah it really is and I'm the queen of thesaurus. I, I just love it. you know I love to find a different word you know for a word that's used regularly. Um, something else that you do that we haven't talked about yet is um, and, and Kimberly worked on this for me is you have a very creative aspect of your business and um, I had an idea for a logo and I just couldn't quite get it together and um I gave my ideas to to Kim and she was able to really come up with something that was exactly perfect in representing my show so um Kim talk to me a little bit about that creative aspect that you have is that something that you um literally were you artistic as a child or is it just something that
3: more creatively you have ideas um Hmm, it's a complicated question. I think that I enjoyed doing art as a child, but I don't think I was necessarily so great at it. But I, I was pretty good. Um, I never went through life thinking I was an artist. My husband, of course, now is one, and he thinks that you know he can draw a better picture of a face than I can. But we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to let you be the judge of that. Um, Yeah, so I don't think I'm the most artistic person. I think that, again, it boils down to being able to connect with someone and speak to them about what they're trying to achieve, whether that's through words or through images, and really just be able to listen and, you know, kind of... Take every project, whether it's a written project or a graphics project, and, you know, think about how someone who's never met this person before looking at an image or text is going to react when they see either something in front of them or they read something. So what I try to do is just, you know, talk to the person who I'm who I'm creating something for, whether it's a logo or even an advertisement And you know, find the subtle things that they want to relay through the image, and I think that that's what we did together, um, playing around with colors, and you know how how the size of a font or the shape of a font can have a completely different meaning than if you use a skinny font. And it's really just getting to the bottom of what you want an image to mean and, you know, getting those creative juices flowing and even doing research online and, you know, seeing what people think about when they see certain things. And I think it's just really delving into that. We're not just creating an image to create an image. There's a story behind that image. um, And that's really just a natural skill that I've been developing over time. There are actually a lot of um, great programs that are available online today. So if you're not an avid graphic designer, you can kind of go online, Google a few things and find some great programs. One of those programs that I stumbled upon that's actually free is called GIMP, and that's been a very helpful tool for me. Um, that's great.
0: I think it's, it's true. There's a lot of things, you know, people need to collaborate, and that's really what makes for some wonderful, um, you know, projects coming together, but there, there certainly are a lot of tools out there that are helpful for people who perhaps um, don't have the means to hire um, someone like the two of you. Um, I, let's take a few minutes to talk about um, storytelling and how that is a big part of what you do, helping to tell the story of whether it's a person or a business or a product um, what kinds of things do you do to help to tell someone's story?
1: Well I can speak to that uh, to start us off just from the writer's perspective and obviously the whole storytelling angle is something that's being talked about a lot and has been for um, the past couple of years in relationship to brands and how they're connecting with their audiences and earning trust and loyalty and building relationships and that's pretty much the core of what social media is and what should be social media should not always be a sales tool at the end of the day it should be about the relationship building which PR is such a natural fit because when you think about it public relations um, and media relations is all about building relationships and how do you really build relationships Well, you get to know each other and the best way to get to know each other whether you're a client um or a PR person is you know to tell stories and the PR person's job always first and foremost is to know the story that they're telling and to find the right people to tell it to so that is really um where the magic happens for people and I know everyone thinks that getting a great press hit is kind of the um end-all to the be-all with uh, public relations and while getting a great press hit definitely is really important and valuable for businesses. um, It's really getting their story out there And that starts with, you know, the PR person actually functioning like a reporter and asking the right questions and looking for the different angles. And I guess a piece of advice that I have always um, carried with me, and Mark Nardone, this is a shout out to you, who used to be my editor at Mainline today, and he drove me to tears over an article one time that I was having trouble with. And the takeaway was he said, there are no bad stories out there, just bad storytellers. And I think um, in my personal experience, if I've had a failure in pitching story to somebody um, that I thought you know would be just a great match for this story I feel like it's myself that has failed in terms of being able to really come up with the right angle because a lot of times clients don't know the angle I have been in many situations where I've said hey you know you tell me something interesting you know what's the story what's it like let's get to the meat of this give me something to work with and and people don't know how to even talk about themselves I mean yes we've all encountered people who never shut up talking about themselves and love to be the center of attention but I I would say that most people are not that way, and as much as they want the attention on their business, they don't really know how to parlay their inner personality and sort of their own struggles into how the business came about. And for people who are representing companies and they don't maybe have the blood and sweat sort of genetic tie to the business the way that um, entrepreneurs who have started their own businesses do – um, it becomes even harder for them. So I think asking the right questions is the number one way, and businesses have to do that for themselves. And then the people that work with them, whether you know it's as Kim was, was talking about, whether it's your graphics person, whether it's your web designer, whether it's your copywriter, and again, your media relations team, everybody really needs to know the story. And that's something, as I said, that... You know we can help people do and there's even um, you just write down a list of your questions I mean it's such a simple step to just you know who who am I what is my business what do I want people to know and these are things you can do over a cup of coffee or you know uh, while you're sitting down watching a slow baseball game
0: and that's so very true and I would say that the, the whole purpose of that getting the story told is to connect than with your audience or your customers or your clients, whatever they might be. That's what connects people um, and allows business to kind of unfold is is those relationships. I think that's so true. Um, we're almost to the end of the show and I just wanted to to say, um, you know, p- the world of PR is such a wonderful field because I think it's different every day. You guys are not doing the same task day after day. And if I'd love to ask each of you real quickly to tell me your most favorite part of what you do, you know, we talked about a lot of different aspects, writing, social media, you know, PR, meet, um, uh, you know, the internet and, and all that good stuff. What do you like
3: to do? What do you enjoy the most about your job? Kim? I think the thing that I enjoy the most is just meeting such diverse types of people, you know, each and every single day, um, you know, we're on LinkedIn and we get an email about a new group that's starting up trying to do something in the community. And can we go talk to those people? Or we have a client who refers us to another client and we learn about forwholeness.com, which is a online cancer community. There's just so many different people that approach us or that we approach throughout the day that it's nice to constantly be exposed to different groups of people and on a personal level of just having my own business with Dawn um, she's someone who likes to work at home a lot and I'm someone who kind of likes to be out and about Um, I usually set up shop in a coffee shop or you know a little side cafe and I just love meeting people even when I'm out doing that they see my little laptop that says the Warden Edinger group and um, just conversation goes from there so that's fun for me and we have about one minute left Dawn how about you
0: what's your favorite
1: I'm um, easy I am um, i certainly concur with everything that Kim says including the fact that I do like to sit in my own chair that's perfect height to the <laughs> table that I'm working at because I go to the coffee shops and I don't have a very comfortable position which I'm sure you probably don't either being I don't tiny yeah. like me so <laughs> my um, feet are always dangling But I really love the social media, and I have to say that if I was really pushing it every day, I could probably spend all day long on social media. But what I'm doing on social media is pitching and writing and researching, and I just love it. I love especially Twitter. I love the real-time element of it, and I have gotten a lot of satisfaction And because I have kids ranging from – almost 14 to 23, just being in that world and being able to communicate with them on that has been just incredibly awesome. And I really, really enjoy it. And it keeps me young.
0: That's great. It's great. It's exciting. It's so exciting. Um, Well, that's all the time we have for today. And I thank you to so much for coming in. I know how busy you are. And we're out here in the boonies somewhat. Um, so I appreciate it. And that's it for this week's Women to Watch, everybody. We sat down with Dawn Warden Reader and Kimberly Ettinger of the Warden Ettinger Group. And I highly recommend their services if you're a business looking to get the word out and tell your story. So um, for next week, Women to Watch on 1180 WFYL. Thank you for tuning in and have a great week.